for the final time in the 2021 to 2022 season, but not the final time because we're going to be back with more episodes. But you know the vibes. <laughs> what season it's been? BJ wow. Armstrong, real name, no gimmicks, alongside myself, Mo Muncy. The NBA finals have concluded. We have the 2022 NBA champion. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. An interesting final series. Yes, I wouldn't it say was. an all-time classic final series. <laughs> I'd say <laughs> yeah, no. Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> if we had to rank that amongst all the final series we've seen, it's not on the high end of the list. But nonetheless, <laughs> it was a good NBA Finals. It was my first NBA Finals covering live and direct. First time BJ and I linked up to do this podcast in person. You know, the first time for every member of the Boston Celtics to be in the NBA Finals. So I think it was good overall. We're going to dive into that game six. Sorry we didn't get the episode recorded yesterday after the game i got out of the arena at 2 30 in the morning so you know the celebrations they had the champagne popping and you know they had everyone coming out talking to all the guys so it took a little while to get out and by that time you know things are happening didn't get a chance to record but we're back now we're gonna do this podcast bj couldn't make it to the broadcast he had a family commitment they made it sound like you were ill. On, on the broadcast, they said we got BJ Armstrong on low management. Rest up. We'll see you soon. And I was like, what you got to do You guys are talking like BJ's tore his hamstring. Come on. <laughs> BJ's That's back funny. in San Francisco. Family man duties. I respect it. He missed the game, but he was watching from afar. And I'm kind of glad. I'm secretly kind of glad that BJ missed the game. Do you know why? Yeah, yeah. Why? Because why? I, you did not want to see my reaction to half. The oh, I get all, I, well, I was laughing watching the game. I was laughing. I was laughing watching the game the whole time. I was thinking of you. Boston goes up ten early. I was like, Mo is screaming. I was up. I was up. I was, and then all of a sudden they were down ten, and I said, "Oh!" And they got down what twenty twenty five. They went outside. That's what the kids say. They were down bad, going outside. There were twenty two things in that game that infuriated me. Twenty two. BJ, guess what I'm talking about? Twenty two turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Twenty two turnovers in a regular season game. Now that's bad in a regular season game, right? In the NBA finals, finals with your season on the line, uh, yeah, give me a break. Give yeah. me a break. Yeah, I, I say- don't know what to say more. I mean, what what do you say? What what do you what do you think he said to the team after this coach? Okay, so I'm okay. I was gonna get into this after, okay, but I think you have to look at it with a big picture because a lot of the Celtics fans and a lot of the media here in Boston, I'm still in Boston right now. A lot of the media here, they're very down on the team. You know, they're getting on to yeah. Jason Tatum. They're getting on to the team. I said, guys, let's look at this in perspective, okay? First of all, we have to congratulate Golden State, okay? Because it wasn't, as much as we want to say the Celtics threw this series away, the Golden State Warriors played excellent basketball, in particular their defense of causing these turnovers. There's a reason why they were able to force the best team in the Eastern Conference into 22 turnovers in a closeout game, right? So credit to the Warriors, first of all. Second of all, if we go back to January, where this team is losing to the New York Knicks, if we go back to them, they're sitting 10th in the Eastern Conference. They're talking about trade Jason Tatum, trade Jalen Brown, fire the coach, even though he's only four months into his gig, to now be champions of the Eastern Conference and finish two wins away from winning the entire thing. I think this is a season of success. If you had said to the Boston Celtics before the year began, 
you guys are going to be in game six of the NBA finals, they would have jumped at the chance. I think any team would have jumped at the chance. So I think this season overall was a great season for the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum, 24 years old, had a horrible NBA finals, but hopefully this unlocks the dog inside him that we need to see. Now, whether it will or not, that's a whole different question. But overall, I think the season was good. So I think the final message from the coach, I have no idea what he said, but I would like to think it's an overall message of positivity because no, it, it's over. The series is over. Berating them for the turnovers, they're not going to remember that in you know, four months when the next season begins. Oh yeah, better not turn over the ball. He was really angry last June. So I think it would be a message of positivity. I think the Celtics should be able to hold their heads high. Nobody, nobody at all expected them to be in the NBA Finals six months ago, five months ago, even four months ago. So I think it was a good season for the Celtics. And I think it's a glimpse of what they could achieve if they stop getting in their own way and maybe add one or two pieces to the roster. BJ, what's your take on it, though, this season for the Celtics? You know, it's a very complex, you know, answer that I have. And the reason being, Mo, is because I really don't know how to feel about this season. On one hand, I hear what you're saying. This team, in many regards, they overachieved. But then when you look at it, you know, I think I mentioned to you after game, I don't know, three or something, I said, this is the first time where I've, I thought the lights were too bright for Boston. I think it was after game four. Yeah. Game four. I think it was game four. Yeah. They, they, yeah, because they won game three. They had a chance to go up 3-1. And I felt that the lights were too bright for them. That was the first time that I've seen that with them. You know, they faced, you know, they, they faced Brooklyn. Then they faced the Bucks, Then they faced Miami. But I, I, I really began to get nervous in my, when I say nervous, I, be, I, I saw something. And because all of a sudden you started saying, wow, they're young. They're athletic. They have size, strength at every position. They're the number one defensive team. And you're like, maybe I just underestimated this team. Maybe this is the start of something. And that's something being, maybe you can get maybe a couple out of this. Because when you looked at the individual players. Especially after game one. Yeah, you started, you started saying... <laughs> You know what? You know, they're ahead of schedule. That's how I felt, Mo. After game one, I was like, just maybe this team is ahead of schedule. They didn't play well. They only played well in the fourth quarter after game one. And you're like, at some point, Jason Tatum is going to have a game. At some point, you know, Derek White. I don't think Derek White scored 18 points the rest of the series. He had, I remember he had like 18 points after game one. Al Horford was... You know, and, you know, you just started saying, just maybe. Mo, as the series went along, the confidence just, I just lost confidence in the team because you saw two things with the, the, with the Warriors. Their experience and their championship pedigree just kicked in. Like, they had been there. They knew how to prepare. 
and they were like the, they were in the NBA finals, but you know, they were like veterans. They were like been here, yeah. done that. But where the other guys, they didn't seem how to grasp that. And Mo, it's been a long time since I've said this. Jason Tatum, if I remember correctly, is first team all NBA. Yes. Deservedly so. Okay. Regular season award. I got no problem. No problem with that. I can't argue with that. But let me tell you something, Mo. All right. You have one, you have one game. You had two games. Okay. Mo, he had zero games in the NBA Finals. Is there a game that he played well in the in the NBA? You see, I like game one when he put up 30 well, assists. Okay. He put up the, about Mo, but I'm talking about when you say Jason Tatum, zero. You don't when you say Jason Tatum, I don't think assists. Like you do what you do. Like Steph Curry went over nine one game, but he got up his shots and weren't going down. But he broke loose during the series. That's what great players do. Mo, I said it every game. At some point, he'll he'll figure it out. He's a great player. He, game one, okay. He had 13 assists. You're saying he he the thing that was impressive was he was able to you know, get himself into the game another way. Yeah. He affected the bottom line in another way. That's the sign of a great player. Game two, didn't get it going. Game three, didn't get it going. Game four, didn't get it going. Game five, didn't get it going. Game six. And then you started wondering, Mo, what's really going on here? Mo, here was the turning point of the series for me. I, 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 and, and I wish I would have put this on the camera. Bialica was on Jason oh, Tatum. <laughs> no, Mo, that's that's when Mo, Mo, you know, that moment there. Should, should I tell you something, BJ? Wait, wait. Yeah. I'm going to tell you this right now. So, you know, we did the film room breakdown. If you guys haven't seen it, it's on YouTube. We did a part two breaking down why Jason Tatum struggled. And I said in that clip, if you're guided by Nemanja Bialica, with all due respect, that should be barbecue chicken. I was then inundated with Serbian basketball fans who were not very happy with me disrespecting Nemanja Bialica. And I would like to apologize because guess what? Jason Tatum was the barbecue chicken in this series. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not disrespecting him at all. But I just remember that matchup and, and saying to myself, Steve Kerr has given his confidence team to say, I don't care who's guarding. This is what we're doing. And the help is coming. And your job is to push them towards the help and we'll figure it out. And I thought, great job, Steve Kerr. But I remember he just threw the pass away to, to Andrew Wiggins. I mean, they had zoned he, up he, and it's four defenders. He just, oh, he surrendered. God. It was like, he, he, I, I felt like as a player, he just like, oh, it just surrendered the play. And I thought, that's not good. That's that's not good. And I and I just remember that specific play, and that to me just summed it up. I and so my my answer to this Mo is, you know, when you get to the NBA Finals or you get to the playoffs or what have you, you have this tendency as a in in you in your youth to say, oh, we'll get back here again. It's like you know, what are these guys? 24, 25? They're like twenty four. Yeah, Jason Tatum, twenty four. Yeah, oh, we'll be back. And Mo. Just ask the Oklahoma City Thunder. 
Nine times out of ten, it never happens. That's what they said about Oklahoma City Thunder. When they got to the finals, all young, got beaten by LeBron, a great Miami Heat Yeah, team. I remember when Orlando Magic was Shaq and Penny. Oh, man, they got to the finals, and you know mm-hmm. what? Never got back there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I hope for your sake that we're wrong or I'm wrong. <laughs> well, they've been more, together I don't five think years. I'm, yeah, They've been together I, five years, right? And this is what I want to commend the Warriors on. Those guys have been together 10 years now. Draymond, Clay, and Steph as a unit, 10 years. Right. How often do we see a big three? And, and they're a big three. The Celtics, as much as I love Marcus Smart, people need to chill with calling the Celtics a big three. Okay. The Warriors have a true big three. That's three Hall of Fame players right there. Okay. How often do we see three Hall of Famers stay together on the same team for 10 years? Maybe it's nothing I can say about the Warriors. Nah, nothing I can it. say about the Warriors. It's and a very unique situation. It was fantastic. They've been blessed on a few counts by Steph Curry, first of all, having a much lower contract in the early years of their dynasty because of injury concerns, right. which allowed them to bring other guys on board. Then the huge salary cap spike, which allowed them to have money to sign Kevin Durant, which then, because this is why Kevin Durant is relevant to this series, Kevin Durant left the Warriors, but he didn't just walk away. They signed and traded him to the Brooklyn Nets in exchange for D'Angelo Russell, who they didn't really want. But they said, you know what? There's a few teams out there who want D'Angelo Russell. Let's get D'Angelo and then we'll trade him for some other pieces somewhere down the line. So then they traded D'Angelo Russell with the Kevin Durant money for Andrew Wiggins and the pick that became Jonathan Kaminga. And they gave Andrew Wiggins the perfect home so that he could flourish. He had a great series. We've got to give him his flowers. Yes, he had we a do. fantastic yes, series, right? And yes, he did. he's turned around all of the... Remember when people were calling him a bust? The criticism, he... he you know what I like about him? You know what I liked about the series more is he responded. Like, he... he He's an all-star starter this year. And people were calling him the worst all-star starter of all time. Well, guess what? He he was the second most important player, maybe, on that Warriors team that just won a chip. So, game five? Game, was game, no, they wouldn't game have won five, it without him. He was, the biggest he part was, of him, and the biggest part of his game, was the rebounding. Yes. Okay. Yeah, he, he scored against defenders that were smaller than him. Fantastic. He played great defense on Jason Tatum. But the rebounding, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have won the series. Because a lot of people used to criticize him for not wanting to do the dirty work. And it's a credit to the Warriors' culture and being mentored by players like Draymond and buying in to the team system that someone like Andrew Reeves can come in and turn their career around and flourish. I'm interested to see how they can keep all of these guys together. I seen Jordan Poole after the game telling Wiggins, I'm going to get a bag and you're going to get a bag. And hmm. I don't know if Joe Lake is going to be cashing those checks. I don't know if it's yeah, even possible uh, yeah, yeah, to be cashing yeah. those checks, right? But... <laughs> It's going to be interesting. But for the Celtics, they could have easily taken this to a game seven. They could have easily. And do you know who I feel bad for in this? Al Horford. I feel bad for him because this probably was his last chance to win a championship. And in that game six, you could see him really trying to will the Celtics back into the game. Where he hit the and one, then he had the block down the other end, came up and hit three or four three-pointers in a row. And you can see him trying to single-handedly drag the team in, but it just wasn't enough. He had a horrible series, game two, three, four, or five. He had, what was it, 26 points in game one, and then 30 points in the next four games combined. Mm, mm. I don't know what happens to players on their 36th birthday. BJ, I'm not 36 yet. 
What happens on when you turn 36? Because we saw Chris Paul turn 36 during the playoffs and then melt down immediately afterwards. And we saw the same thing happen to Al Horford. I don't know what it is about 36 birthdays. So, uh, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, you know, I don't really know what to say about the Celtics. I, I, I Individually, you look at the roster and you go, you know, they, they had all the, they have all of the essential qualities you need. Do you know one thing that I wanted? But they couldn't get it done. You know, I had this conversation with Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer. Oh, he came okay. up to me after the game, or after game five, right? He came up to me and he said, Mo, what do you think the Celtics need to add to this team? Do you think they need to get Bradley Beal? Do you think they need to get Rudy Gobert? I said, yo, listen, chill. They're in the NBA finals. You, you can't just add Rudy Gobert to the team. You can't just add Bradley Beal. You're going to have to give up some of these guys if you want to accommodate them. Do you know, remember, Peter, do you remember when we, we had a conversation, I think maybe in November, and you asked me who I wanted added to this team? And I said Rajon Rondo. Because for me, this team lacked veteran leadership. Now, I get Al Horford's a veteran. This is his first time in the NBA Finals. And he's not really... He's a nice guy, not like Rondo, who's going to yeah. come and tell these guys, stop playing, stop messing around. And he's going to say in a lot harsher words than that. Or someone of that gritty veteran experience to really tell these guys, look, I've been there and done it. You can't say nothing to me. And also, when the offense starts to stagnate, having a point guard that can come in for a little stretch, five minutes here, four minutes there, make a few plays, get other guys going. That's what I would have liked to have seen. I think that's the only thing you, know, you could have really added to this roster to take them over the edge. Just another ball handler who can play a little bit defense, but also a veteran leader. That's really what separated them from being runners-up and being champions. But they're the best team in the Eastern Conference right now. And the Eastern Conference is theirs. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready to say that they're the best team in the Eastern Conference. Well, they won it. They won the Eastern Conference this year. And, the they, should be, and they should be recognized. They should be recognized. Now, you know, Mo... I, I, I talk to all the other teams. Mm -hmm. And it's been fascinating to talk to the other teams because it, it really doesn't matter what I think, you know, to, to agree. Because I don't, you know, I just listen to people because, you know, like it's easy for me to watch the game and like you and I, and then we talk about the game and we tell people what we see. But it's also fascinating what the players say who play against these guys and the coaches who, yeah. Who, you know, who, who game what, plan. What, what they've been saying, man. And, and, and this is what one executive said to me today, and it took me by surprise. He says, you know, they should feel fortunate to be in the NBA Finals. So I was like, how come you say that? They were, he was like, okay. All right, they beat a Brooklyn team who was clearly not at full strength. Yeah, they swept them. Then he said... The only team to sweep anyone during the whole playoffs, may I add. Okay, well, I've just... Well, yeah, yeah. We're not ahead, arguing with this guy. I'm just providing I just think it's interesting. You know I mean? I'm just finding... I'm just sharing you... Yeah, We're not arguing with him. It's just interesting. Okay, go ahead. Says they beat a team and they weren't at full strength. 
He said, then they beat the Bucks, and they should be very fortunate because Middleton didn't play. And he goes, and it was no way they could beat Miami if Tyler Hero was healthy. And then I was like, well, what are you saying? He was like, you know what? They're a middle of the pack team. But it, things just rolled in their role for them in the right way. And I just, and I just listen. I'm not saying I agree with it. But well, it was, I, I disagree with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, of course you should. But, well, you know, then what I was saying, I was like, what do you think? I, I was like, well, wh- 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 who, who's better than, you know, just out of curiosity. Like, it doesn't matter what I think. Just like what, what people think. He was like, I think Philly. I think Brooklyn. I think Milwaukee. And I think Miami. And then, and I was like, interesting. Now, Mo, he's not alone in the way he feels. Just like I also asked another team, what do they think about the Warriors? And it's like, things, you know, roll for them this year. Give them credit for, you know, hanging in there. But you know what? They like, Quote, quote, you know, the, the, the veteran guys weren't, weren't there this year. So I was like, who are, the, who are the veteran guys? He's like, it's not like they beat, you know, the Lakers with LeBron. It's not like they beat Kawhi Leonard. It's not like they beat. And, and, and I, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I agree with this. But it's just interesting to hear the league. It wasn't like, you know, like, for instance, when... LeBron or Giannis won it, you were like, okay, that, that, that was the best team. And then they finished the conversation and, and, and both said this. They were like, you know, I kind of view this as a post quote now. I didn't say this. I view this kind of as a post, you know, pandemic championship. And I thought, that's kind of harsh. You know, and so there's a lot of things floating out there. Okay. But I'm just saying it it was just interesting to hear kind of the chatter. Here's what I think. I think, first of all, whoever said if Miami had Tyler Harrow, they would have won. No. Okay. First of all, (laughs) no. Have you watched that man try and play defense? I don't know which executive this is, BJ. Tell him I'm going to come for his job. Second of all, second of all, all, saying that Brooklyn are going to be better than Boston next year. No, we don't even know. He didn't say say that. What they're saying, I want to make sure that we're clear. He didn't think it was clear cut like this team was just okay. better than any of those teams, and yes. it was interesting. It was int- bottom line was it was interesting to hear that everyone, no one conceded that yes. Golden State was the best team, or no one conceded that Milwaukee. I mean that yeah, yeah. Uh, Boston was better, and that's all they were saying. He I didn't say he didn't um... say they weren't the best. I'm just going to provide both of them gave, you know, both provide, of them gave them credit. Yeah, yeah. But I've got to provide context, though, for our listeners, right? Saying the Celtics were fortunate Middleton was injured. But guess what? Last year, the Bucks were about to go I, out of the playoffs, losing yeah, two straight. Yeah, they got humiliated by Brooklyn up until Kyrie got injured. And then they were Kevin Durant one foot on the line. Mo, Mo we're not here. Brooklyn. Mo, so, it's too, so the I'm, season's I'm, over with. We yeah, can't but, argue. No, no, no. This is what no, I'm saying to you, okay? This is what I'm saying to you. Every <laughs> single title team ever 
has had these things that you can say about them. The Warriors' no, no, first Mo, championship, Mo, no. every team they faced on the way to the finals was missing their starting point. Okay, Mo. Okay, you're, you're missing. You're missing. You're listening to the content and you're missing the context. The bottom line was I Mo, understand. No, no one has conceded that these were the two best teams in the conferences, and they didn't. They didn't think that they were head and shoulders, or even better than maybe three or four of the teams that could have beaten them. Like, like you and I were at the games. Boston played terrible. Yes. <laughs> and you know what was you know what was interesting about all the games though, Mo, except with the exception of game two, they had a chance to win all those games. Mm-hmm. It's Mo, in spite of 17, 18, 20 turnovers, 10 missed free throws, somehow they managed to like get up late in the third quarter or in the fourth quarter. Yeah, because they have the best defense in the NBA. Okay, so Mo, that's all they're saying. When you are now, if they did that and they just crushed the team, you're going, wow, this team is. But everyone, no one conceded. That's all okay. he was saying. That's okay. all. Mo, well, he didn't. He enough. didn't say. He didn't say they didn't deserve it. He didn't say they weren't the best team. And it was just interesting to hear in talking to teams that is kind of a consensus that I feel good about our chances next year. It wasn't like remember when the Warriors. And the, and, the, and the Cavaliers, you were like, the Warriors are the best team. Everyone kind of conceded in the West. And the Cavaliers yeah. were the best well, team. I think that's, the- a, that's the conversation about the league in general. Right now, there's far more parity. This is the first yes. thing that we're talking Mo, about. That's all, was saying. That's all I was saying. That's all. The parity yeah. in the NBA, I thought was interesting because no one is conceding like, we can't play with this team. Yeah. We can't play against that team. And Mo, give the Warriors all their credit. Give yeah. all Boston so, their credit. But I'm telling you, there are uh, there are four or five teams in both conferences who feel like this thing is wide open for next year. That's all yeah, I was saying. Yeah. And well, you and I will be there to talk about it. I was down there on the court, you know, for these celebrations. You saw my champagne goggles. And um, speaking to people around both of the teams, I spoke to someone from the Warriors organization in their front office, and they said, they said the scary part is they can be better next year because all of these guys, Kaminga, Moody, Poole, they're going to be even better than they were this year. And the Celtics, similarly, well, Derek White only joined our team a couple of months ago at the trade deadline. We've got everyone under contract for next year. We've got a chance for Rob Williams to get fully healthy again. Because you've got to remember the Celtics played through injuries in this playoffs. Rob Williams missed that first round. He had surgery on his knee just before the playoffs began. Marcus Smart missed time. You know, the Celtics were pretty banged up by the time they got to the finals. So I get it. Parity in the NBA, which means next season is going to be even more exciting than this one. Because right now it. we have no idea who it's going to be. But that's why we love the NBA. It's unpredictable. It's full of drama. It's full of thrills. The one thing I will say about this NBA finals is it was great to be there. BJ, being in the garden, hearing that crowd. When we, when we got to game three and you heard that crowd, Man, that was something special. Before the game even began, that was something special. And then to be at the Chase Center, the brand new arena, first time they had the finals over there, that was pretty cool too. So, you know, it's a blessing me. I just want to thank everyone who listens and everyone who watches us on TV and everyone who supports to make these things possible. And big love to Sky Sports, of course, for sending us over there. 
Yes. But it's not just the end of the finals, it's the end of the entire season. BJ, what's been your favourite moment from this year's NBA season? Because we've seen a lot of well, history just, made. You know, you, you know what's the most exciting thing? Is watching you guys. You know, this was your first final. <laughs> and watching your reactions. And, 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 and Matt and Ollie. Shout out to the and, team. Yeah, shout out to the team. So I found myself just watching you guys. You know, I've been coming to these things since the 80s, right? And it's like... And PJ's been winning these since the 90s. <laughs> yeah, you know, and then you, and you, and you, you, you watch them. Then you... I had, I was, had the good fortune to plan it in, the, in a couple. And then I would always go and watch because I was... And then I worked in the media for a little bit. Then I, you know, as an agent, I had clients. So, you know, I've just been coming for businesses for years, but to watch your reaction and your first finals. <laughs> and it was just, that was the best part of me because I've been doing these things. It's like, oh God, another, you know what I mean? It's like, uh, it, but, to, but I, I, you made it exciting for me because yeah. I've, you know, like, for instance, to hear you call the TD garden, the garden, like, it has a different <laughs> meaning for me. Like when you say the Boston Garden, like yeah. I actually pe- played in that Boston Garden where they won the majority of those championships. Now, that building was loud, right? <laughs> but to hear you say that this TD Garden is loud, I'm like, the, it doesn't the, even the, compare to the old garden. But okay. the original we'll garden was was demolished when I was four years old. Yeah. yeah that's what, <laughs> so for, for me, it's crazy though because it's like I used to come to the TD Garden when I was a kid. And sit in the nosebleeds in the worst seats. Now I'm on the court talking to the players. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's, yeah, you know, and the, on my and, the, and, the, and, the, and the Chase Center. And I remember the Oakland Coliseum. You know, I don't know if you've ever been had a chance to go to a game there. That place yeah. was rocking. It, it, and now to see the Chase Center, and it's just like, okay. But but it's great. It's it's just a different experience. So, but the the best part of this whole experience was watching you and JD and Matt and all, and you guys were so excited and the crowd and the interaction and all those things. So that was the best part. You know, a lot of times, as you saw, I I couldn't, I couldn't bear to watch the games. I mean, it was like, uh, it's like, (laughs) Probably the NBA finals and I got 20 turnovers like that. Like, that's just unacceptable. Like, that's just probably the guard in me. Like, okay, I can, I can, I can get it. Okay. You're not shooting well. I can get it. We're not playing well. I can get it. There's some misassignments, but to turn the ball over with the frequency that they did, it was like hard to, it was hard to imagine. Like all you have to do is get the ball over half court. It passed it. It wasn't like they were even being pressured. I, this or... is the one thing. Like, I'm sad that basketball or the NBA is finished. We still got the WNBA. Oh, no. After watching that, Mo, I'm not but... sad. I needed a break. <laughs> I needed a break. I'm, I'm telling you this. My stress level, my blood pressure, I don't think I could have dealt with 10 more games with Boston Celtics turnovers, win or lose. I couldn't have dealt with any more of that. Uh, by the way, you guys, uh, thank you to everyone who messaged me. Checking out still alive after staying in that last hotel. I have moved to one where I can breathe. So thank you to you guys for, for checking out. But <laughs> that season is in the books. 
Who would have thought the Boston Celtics would be in the NBA? Who would have thought the Warriors would be in the NBA Finals? What a season yeah, Steph Curry right. exactly. you know, breaking the three-point record this year and then winning the All-Star MVP in his birthplace of, of Ohio and then winning the Western Conference MVP for the first time they ever gave that award out and then winning the Finals MVP that he should have possibly had four of by now. Credit to him. And um, yeah, it's, um, it, I, I think it's great. I think it's been a great season. I'm on top of the world, BJ. This is like stuff that I dreamed about being at NBA. You Finals. know what? You know, you it takes it takes one to start a streak. So you know what, Mo? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> next year Mo won't be a rookie anymore. Yeah, the NBA Finals. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> season, and he'll be like Avengers. the rest of us, old grizzly veterans. Damn, <laughs> when is this thing going to be over? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's crazy. What these guys don't see is like. The stuff that I would walk past and just be so impressed by, BJ just doesn't care. He's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like I'm walking past and they got the Larry O'Brien trophy right there. I'm like trying to stop, take a picture of it. BJ's, like, I've seen that enough times. Yeah, I've seen that good, enough yeah. Time. It's just, yeah. It's, <laughs> it so to watch you, I found my joy. I appreciate you. It was great. And I, I can't wait you. to do it again, my friend. It was great. You know what? I, know. I can't wait to come to the UK. I got to get to the UK now. So That's like my second home. So uh, so this is what needs to happen. BJ comes to the UK. We do a live show for all of our listeners, live and direct. The vibes will be extraordinary. Live shows in the UK. And then we got to do Abu Dhabi. We got to do... Uh, now you're talking. NBA Paris. Then we got to do maybe a Christmas game. Maybe I'll fly the for a Detroit Christmas game. Detroit basketball. Uh, yeah, this guy started. Represent, represent, boy. And then, and then we're going to have All-Star Weekend. And then we're going well, to be on Sky Sports every week, hopefully, if, if we're back. Yes. And um, the podcast is going to be every day. It won't be for the next few days. Cause I'm traveling. What? I'm, what? I'm traveling. I ain't, I ain't got internet on the road, B. Oh I'm, man, we gotta do it live from the car. That would be so. That would be so lit in the car. That's dedication, Mo. You gotta find a way to get that. We gotta. Find I don't a know way. how to get Wi-Fi well, in the we car. Gotta find a way. But Mo, I'm gonna try and figure it out. Got to give the people what they want. You got to give the people what they want. Ah oh, man, you might just see me doing a podcast from the beach in Malibu. You never know. Uh, I, I, you I, that's cool never too. No, but I, I'll yeah. figure it out. I mean, I figure maybe I have to do a hotspot from my phone or so. We got to find a way. But what I'm going to say to the people is the NBA draft is coming up very soon. BJ was just yes. talking about his Detroit Pistons coming up to uh, NBA Paris. They're going to be adding a new player to their roster, a very talented player. Don't know who yet. Maybe you do know who. Maybe you don't know who. But it's exciting times for some of these young players because everyone you see in the NBA Finals wants to start off as a rookie all started off on draft night, or some of them, credit to the Warriors, Gary Payton Jr. um, Wasn't actually drafted. And and here's the thing, I was with uh, Gary Payton for a little bit after the game, senior, GP. And to see how much it meant to him, to see his son winning that Larry OB. Uh, Wasn't that that awesome? That was so special. And to hear him still talking trash, even after they've got the the trophy and won the game, (laughs) them boys were soft. GP forever, one of the greatest trash talkers of all time uh so so shout out to him i just man i, I had so much fun the last couple of weeks i i never wanted to end i want i want to do it again and again so i have my first NBA finals we're going to be back at plenty more and uh the podcast bj we got to get this podcast to the point where we can do it on the court at the game like how nba tv do their show on the oh, court. Well, the it, it, it's coming in due time but you know what 
I don't want it to lose what it has. And and and, and our listeners have been fantastic. So you know what? That's what it's we do great. for. Yeah, that's who that exactly. That's that's it's 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 for them. You know what? It just I just feel like you and I just happen to be, you know, the people it's kind of like um that are talking but it's really for the people we represent so. the people though that's yeah it's all do. about the, it's that's all what the people, makes so. us different to everyone else this is who we do it we don't do it for the clicks you don't do it for the hot <laughs> takes we do it for the people that listen every day absolutely. absolutely but having said that this podcast is about to go up a whole nother level bj you ready Phase two. This was just a warm up. The, you know, First day to stay, last day this is, ready. I this stay is, ready. This has just been a little warm up. Like, I mean, if you guys love the podcast, I'm telling you, over the course of the summer, we're making upgrades. We're making uh, upgrades. Shout out to NBA 2K22, by the way, who sponsored yes. this podcast for believing in us. It's been a great first season with them as our sponsor. And um, we're looking forward to making it bigger and better than ever. Shout out to everyone who listens. Shout out to um, the whole team that allowed the NBA Finals to be possible. There's so many great people you meet working like behind the scenes of the NBA. Like people don't realize there is literally thousands and thousands and thousands of staff that take care of every tiny detail. That's right. That's that goes right. on. Thank you, you to all those people because so, they were. I mean, great. Mo, they were fantastic, and uh, so many people there from all around the world. And, and, and we I, got a I chance. Want a I want to shout out to BJ Armstrong for, for rocking with us every day coming through on the broadcasts, coming through on the podcast all the time. But also, I've never seen someone with as much patience as BJ because every single person that stopped him, asked for a picture, (laughs) asked to talk to him, the amount of people that came up to me and were like, yo, that guy, he used to be my favorite point guard. (laughs) I was like, man, uh, listen, listen. And shout out to the few few UK fans who were out at the finals as well, who were showing some love. I got tapped on the shoulder today Someone's like, can I get a picture? And I'm thought, I'll take a picture of you. No, 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 with you. Right. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, we're from England. We came out for the finals. I was like, yo, that's real dedication. So the fans in the UK who stay up every day to watch these yeah, games. That, that's, that's, you know what? Insane. That's and, and, the real recognition, Mo. It's to the fans in the UK who are staying up in the wee hours of the night to watch. But also, shout out to the ones who don't because they might have work or kids or whatever. And they tune into the podcast every day. That's right. To catch up because we bring you to catch up every day. We're going to be bringing you stuff all summer long. We've got the draft coming up, free agency. There's going to be rumors galore, much to this dismay of BJ who hates rumors, but I'm going to be talking about them. And BJ is going to be reacting to me talking about them. And then we're going to have some trades. We're going to have some trades. We're going to see the draft. Then we're going to have summer league. I'm trying to get out there, but you know, it's the summertime. There's a few different things going on. So we might be at summer league. You might just see us in Vegas. Who knows? That's right. And then, uh, yeah then before you know it we can be back with another season so i just want to thank everyone who's listened i feel like we've been rambling for a second here but it's just so much love and appreciation every time bj any closing remarks on this 2022 season put a nice ball on it congratulations to the warriors congratulations to the celtics i mean i mean mo you're right you know you know we had to talk a little bit about what we saw but congratulations to the celtics Big congratulations to the Warriors. 22-23 is right around the corner. We'll be there. Thanks to Mo. And I'll be seeing y'all in the UK sooner rather than later. I'm out. Get buckets. <laughs>